takes from the nosebleeds. Alrighty, welcome to another edition of Takes from the Nosebleeds, where we unfortunately do not have any Wilt Chamberlain news. Uh, and also, uh, unfortunately, we can report that, uh, what was the guy's name, Cole? Matthew Bird? Matthew Bird is uh, Matthew Bird. on Twitter. Yeah, so Matthew Bird, we were trying to, to get the Sportster article, uh, or the guy who wrote the Sportster article from last week, um, but unfortunately, he's uh, he's ghosting us. He's like every other girl on Tinder, man. Like, shit's rough. Um, but yeah, we got uh, we got some content today, uh, which means that we're probably gonna go on a tangent near the end of the show. Uh, we also made a TikTok. Joey, plug the TikTok. Oh yes, the TikTok is just. Uh, I gotta see what the at is again. What the oh, username is. It's the is. same as the I Twitter. I don't remember. Is it? Same as. The oh Twitter. yes, it is. So at so now that Joey's N T how, how how do you have it spelled again? It's Nosebleed Network without the O, so it's yes. N E T W R K after Nosebleed. Yes, that's it. All right, rough start. Yeah, rough, rough start. start. So Joey took all over from me, uh, me, me, me making my mistakes, which means I'm due later in the show. Um, but speaking of, do we want to call the trade a mistake? Yeah, I've got an opinion on this. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm so mixed about this. It's so I have an sort of opinion on it. Yes. So um, for those of you who did not uh, see the news, uh, Russell Westbrook was traded from the Houston Rockets to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a first-round pick. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of context. Uh, they basically ate a year of the Westbrook contract, and then they were like, yeah, I'm done. Um, so, point guard for point guard. Who won, uh, yeah, this, I, who won this trade? I got it. I got it. And who's going to get traded next? I have an opinion on this. I'm saying the Wizards won this trade because despite Russell Westbrook not being good this postseason in the bubble, he is a good point guard overall. You look at his from last year, he has a four point four seven two field goal percentage, and um, he has a two two fifty eight from three. So, and honestly, this is kind of what the Wizards need to get back into to get that point guard mix. And I feel like with Beal, it could really work. However, I don't I don't know if this will get them over the edge to the postseason next season for the Wizards. I think it depends on whether or not they have a complete team. They I don't. I don't think the Wizards have. So I. I feel the Wizards definitely won for this. But I don't know, Raphael Stone. What are you doing, man? Just what are you doing? Like you're turning Houston Rockets into a team that was once a dynamic team into a nightmare situation that nobody wants to go to. It's almost as laughable as the Knicks. But let's get back on track here. Um, you're getting John Wall, who a guy who didn't even play last season because of injury, and a guy who isn't as good as he used to be. This is pretty much just a bad trade for not only you, but it's going to put a lot of emphasis on Harden leaving the Rockets. And this is going to be a big opportunity for the Nets. We all we all remember what we've heard with the Nets. And, um, you know, yeah, we all saw what we wanted with the Nets and Harden. And that could be pretty huge if the Nets want to strike at this opportunity. But aside from that, this is a terrible, terrible trade on the Rockets part. And I know some people say it's not that bad, but I just think that the Rockets don't 
have any idea what they're doing anymore. And as soon as last, you saw what happened last year in their playoffs, you saw how they struggled, and you you could see how bad they are doing right now. So I'm just saying in full, the Wizards kind of really took advantage of this and really wanted to get their playoff hopes, and I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you feel like this is going to get um, Harden to leave? He's in now. I'm going to put my NBA 2K GM hat on for a minute here. Houston getting John Wall. I think John, you asked who's going to get traded next. I think John Wall gets traded next. I'm not going to lie. Or, or James Harden. One of the two will get traded next. And um, if I was to trade John Wall, I'd probably trade him to the Chicago Bulls. Um, I was looking today. The Bulls did not have a player that averaged over six assists last year on their team. Uh, John Wall career averages around nine to 10. He's a solid defensive minded point guard. That's exactly what the Bulls need to put him over the edge. It's a, t- it's a team that is could take the risk because they've been at the bottom of the barrel. The, the, the Rockets could get back like Otto Porter for the money. And then guys like Lori Markinen or Wendell Carter or Patrick Williams, a guy they just drafted who I don't know why the Bulls draft him as high as they did, but that's my 2K GM hat on. I think I'd flip one of those guys next if I was the Rockets. I mean, I think they're both two ball-dominant point guards. Harden can play off the ball because of his shooting ability, where Ball has not been the best shooter in the world. I mean, they saw it with uh, Russell Westbrook last year. Um, I don't think either team got better, Matt. I don't. I, I don't know why either team did it. I, I don't know why a pick was involved. They're bad salary for bad salary. It's 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 just a mess between those two teams. And to be quite frank, I don't think the Rockets win a playoff series this year. I don't think the Wizards even make the playoffs. I think um, I, I'm afraid for Brad, Brad Beal's future. I'd, I'd try to get him out of there if I was Washington. But so so let's look at this from you know let's look at this from both sides of the coin because like there are two sides of this like i think what this really came down to was the rockets were basically like i think like westbrook in the negotiations was okay it's me it's me either i go or you know harden's gonna go you know and I think that's the way that he went into these the, these or the trade requests. He was like, listen, like one of us is probably going to go, you know, I don't think there's any restrictions with uh, with trade clauses or anything that was going to be, uh, you know, going into the deal. Uh, but I think what it all came down to was they got a guy who's not the same player. They're not the same player by any stretch of the means. And obviously, you know, Wall missed a year, so that's that's a big deal. Um, but you're saving a slight little bit of money. And if you look at the Rockets, they uh, they like saving money because they don't really have a whole lot of money, except when you're throwing it at Harden to stay, and then he's like, nah, I'm a dip. Uh, but this one is, is interesting because, I mean, I think Wall and Harden were teammates when they were... Uh, at, when they were in college together, right? When they both went to to Kentucky, you know, Wall and Cousins were. Demarcus Cousins is on the rock. Okay, so so then I think what it all comes down to is they kind of wanted to build. You know, I know like Harden and Westbrook have the relationship from when they were with that, you know, foursome with the, the with OKC a few years ago. Uh, but I think what they were thinking was like, okay, it's not working. You know, 
we should try and build around this. But I think like going back to Luke's point, like this is just the beginning of the, this is like the tip of the iceberg for Harden being like, okay, I'm going to leave. Cause like they literally, they brought, I think they brought Westbrook in to get him to stay. Now he's just like, okay, like if he's not going to stay, we're going to build the team around him. And, you know, they realize that if they don't get a deal done, like his, like Harden's up after this year anyway. Right. I believe so. I, I, so. I think like, he's got like three or four more years on his team. Does he? Well, 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 somebody look that up. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like you tried and like we've all kind of heard the stories about James Harden just because of how um, possessive he's been. We've all seen the memes about James Harden not wanting the pass and how he just wants to shoot and how you travel with the ball. He's uh, going to be I, an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So he's not. Yeah. So I, I think what this is, is they are going to wait until the until, you know, this is going to sound morbid, but they're going to wait for the season to kind of go back to normal. And by back to normal, I mean, like, I think the league realizes that like 2021, 2020 or uh, 2020, 2021 is not going to be a normal season by any means, even though it's going to be starting up in like, what, three weeks time about that. So, like, I think what they're waiting on doing is, like, they want full capacity fans. They want, like, the fan experience back. And then we'll see the Harden deal happen. Unless he just gets so unhappy that it just turns into a giant, like, shit show. And he's just like, get me the F off this team right now. Um, but I yeah, mean, but like, the like, f- uh, sorry, just like a lot like what Cole said, I just don't understand what the purpose was of this trade. Like desperation. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like who, who would you say is better Westbrook or wall? I think that like, like they're both better at different things, but I think at the end of the day, your team doesn't get better or worse, whether you add one or take, or take away one and swap them with, for the other. I the, thought they just the Wizards, really, they really I, wanted a first. I, I personally think Westbrook's better than Wall, but yeah, Wall's a better defender. Like when you look at it, he's got more. I think what it is is they wanted to get defense because of the way you know they play. Like they got they got their shit kicked in in the playoffs. So I think they honestly are like, okay, we're going to be going up against big men like LeBron and AD. And, you know, Kawhi and and Paul George and all these guys and whatnot. So, like, I think they wanted to get better defensively in that sense. But, like, I I honestly just think, like, the Rockets are going down a turn for the worst. And it's almost laughable at this point. Like, kind of going back to what Luke said, like, I don't know what they're doing. It's very much enjoyable for uh, a team in the Eastern Conference to, to see this. Um, and I, I don't even know if this team makes the playoffs next year. That's how bad I think it's going to be. I no, think they like, make the playoffs. Houston I definitely think... makes the playoffs. I don't think they really do. Okay. 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 Let them. me, let me rephrase that. They're going to be they... a six. They're going to be a six to seven seed and lose first round to the Lakers, Nuggets or Clippers. That's my prediction. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to squeak in and then get knocked out right away. That's what it's going to be. And, uh, and we were alluding this, uh, we were alluding to this kind of like before we started, but like, you know, I don't know. Like, there's only four teams in the like. There's only like what four teams in the in the West that I'm like, okay, you guys are actually legitimate. I don't want to call them, you know, championship contenders, but 
because there's only I think in my opinion one legitimate one there's three up and rising ones but like it's the Lakers and everybody else yeah it, it's it's the it's the Lakers division they're just living in it well they, they had the best offseason they got the two best bench pieces I mean you talk about getting Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell on that team you know LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it's been said that they're not going to play a lot uh, in, in early free, seasons. In free agency, they, they basically got the sixth man of the year and the runner-up for sixth man of the year. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and what happens then is, you know, okay, LeBron, you can have a night off on a random Thursday against Minnesota Timberwolves, and you have playmakers now. Like, LeBron doesn't have to shoulder the load of creating offense. Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell can do pick and roll. We saw them both do it. Schroeder with Steven Adams in Oklahoma City and Harold with Lou Williams and the other Los Angeles team. But I, I they got high base or high basketball IQ guys too. Mark Gasol was a good signing. Wesley Matthews was a good signing. It's a clear upgrade from Danny Green. It's their division, it's their conference, it's their league to win, uh barring injury. But I, I'm gonna disagree with you, Matt. I think there's probably six or seven teams out in the West that I, I could I can make a case for them making the Western Conference Finals, but not beating the Lakers. Whereas in the East, I can only see three to four. Uh, I mean, like the thing is, is like, like I'm looking at the like, OK, the Lakers are there. Like we already know the Clippers, they're always going to be the second seed and they're always going to be the bridesmaid now. And the fact that they literally panicked getting Ibaka and, and re-signing Marcus Morris is funny. Uh, the Nuggets, I think they've proven that they can win a series. But then again, like they were going up against Chokers and the, the Lakers. So, I mean, you know, don't know how, or not the Lakers, the Clippers, excuse me, <laughs> just caught myself. There was my mess up that I, I made up for. Um, but, uh, you know, like, like I look at the teams that made the playoffs, like Houston squeaks in, OKC doesn't make it again. I don't think Utah makes it again. Dallas. Utah def- will make it. Utah will make it. They, do you think, do you think that, they would be like the five? They'd be like, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm looking at it now because I was trying to like crack up like season preview. I was looking at like over-unders. I think your eight teams are Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and the top three. That uh, it'd probably go Nuggets at one because I think the Lakers and Clippers rest, so there's your two, three Lakers, Clippers. I don't think it matters, and then it'll probably be like Dallas, Portland got really good. Uh, they got a couple wing guys, Robert Covington's there now. I think I think the Grizzlies slide in, the Suns slide in, Grizzlies slide in, Suns slide in. I think the Warriors are a playoff team. Right, Do the Pelicans slide in? No, no. I, that's such a hodgepodge. You look at all the guys they traded for. They got Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Like, I just like Zion Williamson and Steven Adams on the same floor. Sure, it's a lot of muscle, but I just don't see that working. So, so we're talking about the the West a lot. Let's let's go into the East because Cole, you have two hot takes that me and Joey are just like, no way. Like, let's get hot take number one out of the way. Cole thinks that in the top four which this past season was the Raptors, the Bucks, uh, the Pacers, Celtics the Celtics and Pacers. Cole thinks Boston drops a little bit. Dude, I I I don't know, man. I think there's uh, I think they're still legitimately really no. I like look Boston what, a lot. Look at what Gordon Hayward. I know he didn't play in the bubble and I know that was kind of an adjustment. But there are so many more teams getting better. And I feel like they got worse this offseason. Gordon Hayward was 18 points and five assists in 30 minutes of play for you. Uh, I don't I don't know where you're going to cobble together that 
Campbell Walker's injury prone. Tristan Thompson is a shell of himself. I don't know if Daniel Tice is going to be able to duplicate what he did last year. You're, it's a lot on Jalen uh, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, Smart is obviously going to be Marcus Smart. He's a pest, but he's good at what he does. But he, he's a typical Boston player. He's not. He's not going to be able to shoot. I think he shot like thirty-seven percent from three. If he continues that, great. But I don't think he's going to be able to do. What was a game? Game two against the Raptors. He just came yeah. in and like didn't miss a three. Yeah, I just like I, who the hell is this guy? Like I'm looking right now. Four was Pacers. I see them taking a dip because they wanted to trade their whole roster this offseason and nothing amounted to anything. Then the Heat, I think the Heat are better than a five seed. I think they go up. I think the the 76ers under Doc Rivers, I think Joel Embiid's going to be on a mission this year. I think they're going to go up. Obviously, Brooklyn's going to go up from the seven seed. You can say what you want about Washington. They'll go up. I, I have a hot take about Brooklyn, and it's not that they're going to be a bad team at all because they're going to be very, 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 very good. You know how everyone is saying that Paul George and Kawhi wanted to play together and now they low-key hate each other? Is it bad that I see that happening with Kyrie and KD? Like two of the biggest egos in the league clashing on the same team and you have Steve Nash to coach. No, like, I, I don't I think that's too good to be true. I, don't I think, think KD is be... as much as an ego as, uh, I, I, as Kyrie I, is. Dude, like Kevin Durant's, close. you can say what you want. Kevin Durant's the easiest. You know, it, it's going to be one around. of those things where, like, they're going to win. They like, have so much be, talent. It's going to be like Kobe and Shaq, where they were oh. amazing together. But I just think it's going to be like... Kyrie's gonna get like the chip on his shoulder eventually, and especially no. if they if they don't win a championship in year one or year two, like, oh my, like well, that's gonna look horrible. Well, well, here's your here's your Brooklyn dilemma. Not only do you have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's one coming off an Achilles injuries with we have not seen a guy of his size come off successfully in a while, if ever, if you want to say that. So Kyrie's going to take a bulk of the load on offense for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's just going to be basically a glorified spot up shooter and maybe a post guy post option. I don't think he's going to be doing a lot this year. You got Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan's there. Joe Harris is there. That's a good team. That's a really, really good team. And if it doesn't work out year one, you know who they're going to blame? It's not going to be Kyrie or Kevin Durant. It's going to be the role guys. We've seen it a million times with LeBron. So you're going to see all those guys get traded for a third star. Who's that third star going to be? Might be Bradley Beal. Might be Blake Griffin. Who knows? But you're James Harden. Might be James Harden. So you're gonna see. I I I agree that they might not mesh, but they're not gonna blame those guys. I think they're gonna blame the role guys because we've seen this story before. Yeah, you have a point, but like I I just think like especially like with what we're hearing about uh, the Clippers about how they were supposed to be this big super team and now literally year one after getting both Paul George and Kawhi, like yeah. they're the talk of the town about yeah, how. Yeah, but but they there's hate not them. a there's not a Patrick Beverly or Montrez Harrow on that Nets team. There's not like a, a a nuisance in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? That nuisance is your star, which is Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't even call him a nuisance. I just think he's off his ass half the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't hear many problems out of the locker room last year. I guess we also they were also in the news a lot this offseason, but I, I just don't know, man. I think there'll be there'll be one or two 
Um, and this is going to bring me to my next point. The team I didn't get to is the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sorry, guys, but I think they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the East. And I think I the don't, I don't think I don't see rappers. Cole, I would like to have you take a drug test right now. Dude, no. I look at the roster. Trey Young, budding star. He was second in rookie of the year. He's 25 to 30 points a game, eight assists a game. You add in Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's a 45% three-point shooter. He's a perfect pair to Trey Young. John Collins is your forward. You can run pick and rolls with him, Trey Young. And who's your corner shooters? You got Gallinari and Bogdan Bogdanovich. You have a center that has anchored successful teams in the past with Clint Capella. Rajon Rondo is on your bench. Chris Dunn is on your bench. Chris Dunn's a negative offensively, but look at the defensive metrics, and he's one of the best defensive point guards in the NBA in the minutes he plays. You have Kevin Herter, who's a 40%-plus 40, 40% three-point shooter. You have the rookie center you just drafted in the top 10. You have DeAndre Herter, who was a very good rookie last year, 3 and D guy. People are comparing him to Covington. You have Cam Reddish, who I know he started slow, but he was getting – he was shooting around 40 to 45% from three at the end of the year. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be the zero to hero team where you're like, holy shit, the Hawks are, what is this 72 game season, 50 games into the season? You're like, holy shit, the Hawks are 30, 34 and 16. <laughs> and I, I can see it, man. That team, they got defense. They got young guys. They got threes. They got three point shooting. They got length. They got veteran. They got experience. I, I don't know, man, that team's scary. It's scary. I don't I think know if they definitely put, I definitely gotten better, three. but I wouldn't put them in the top four. Yeah, exactly. In the East I, just yet. I just I think there's like, I just think that there's better teams. I think Milwaukee is obviously better. Brooklyn's obviously better. Uh, I, I think, think Miami's better. better. I, I think, think I, I think Philly's better. I, I I stop at the Raptors and the Celtics, and I'm not like shitting on the Raptors. I think they're a very good team. They're well coached, but when you guys. I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, not that big of a loss. You have Abaca was big. Abaca was big. Mark Gasol was big. You're putting a lot of pressure on Chris Boucher. And I like Boucher. I like Boucher. Well, well let, let, let's get into that because I think uh, Joey and I have takes on, on like the rappers' editions. And we talked about this like between the two of us. I think that they're definitely okay. Are they a, as good as they were last year? Not a chance because Abaca put them over the edge. Gasol was phenomenal. Well, Gasol wasn't phenomenal, but he was that extra piece to get them, you know, to the promised land of winning a ring. I think, like, I don't know, like Joey, right now, looking at where they are, I think, like, having uh, who do they add? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm Aaron Baines. You, you, yeah. yeah, bringing in Aaron Baines helps. It's I not. Really, I really like Baines. It's not a game too. changer, but it's a body that fits a mold that what? you know. With you would get a bet. You would get a better offensive player than you would if you kept Gasol. What I was well, hoping here- for was uh, was keeping Ibaka, having him start, and having Baines come off the bench. That would have been ideally what I would have wanted, but fortunately, unfortunately, it didn't go that way. Guys, but guys, like, it's all part of the plan to get Kawhi back in two years when his opt out is next opt-out. season. <laughs> okay, here's, so there you go. It's gonna be it's gonna anyways, be a but, but Kawhi, Abaka, Giannis, Siakam, Fran V. The end. Canada wins everything. <laughs> here's my problem with the Raptors, and then it's one you don't have any bigs. I, I just, yeah. I I like Baines. Well, okay, let me. Okay, not, he's not stopping it. And they, he's don't not have, stopping they don't have. They don't have. 
legitimate bigs. They have the size. They just don't have anybody established. I like Ananobi. Ananobi is a very good player for you guys. I have a thought on Ananobi. This might be a bit of a hot take to some people, but I think he has the the highest, like the most potential of any Raptor. I, had, I, oh, I put wow. him ahead of Siakam. I think so, too. I think we've seen Siakam's peak. I don't think yeah. Siakam's peak just yet. I just don't think his ceiling is as high. He's yeah. like a... It's a weird. It's weird, but he's like a, a less developed Scotty Pippen to me. Where like he's not going to be able to shoot. I know Scotty was okay shooting, but like he's not. He's not as polished as Pippen was. But like the defense and the playmaking ability is there. But he's not a scorer. And I think the problem was in the playoffs when you guys played the Celtics is you were relying on him to score. And like yeah. I'm this team right now, outside of Van Vliet and maybe Lowry, I don't see a scorer. Yeah, I think what it really comes down to is like the team just couldn't put the ball in. Like they have like a guy like Lowry and Van Fleet that can like carry a line for, you know, a, basically I think personally that Lowry was the main reason why the series went to seven. Um, because that series should not have gotten seven after the first two games uh, in game five as well. Um, but I think like what, what, what it all comes down to is like, you know, the team needs to play more like like I know they have guys that can shoot like Norm could shoot if need be. Norm is a is a great player, but Although, he's very poor. He this might score. be this might be a bit of another hot take, but I think. I think he's one of like the top five most underrated players in the league is Norm Bowell. Uh, I, I wouldn't go I wouldn't, that far. But I wouldn't I'd say, say top, top five. I'd say top ten. Yeah. He yeah. Just, he's he's, he's extremely underrated. Like I think he's he still hasn't peaked yet either. I don't think just because he's well, never had like to play those starting minutes just yet. But and also Aaron Baines ain't even gonna be your starting center. It's gonna be my boy Alex Len who's gonna <laughs> start. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's a name. And also, I think what we're really going to see is we're going to see uh, a lot more development coming out of uh, the team, just because like they have a couple young pieces. Like, I love uh, the point guard that they drafted. I do yeah, like the that point guy. guard that they drafted, um, um, McKay Flynn, very yeah. nice pick. That's a prototypical. Um, name I think. I think to be completely honest with you, looking at like the Raptors' shooting depth, it's very good. They don't have depth up front in terms of like big forwards. But like as far as like guys they can put on the corners, like they're they're pretty good. I I I I think if I had to guess, I don't know which way it's gonna lean. The Celtics, Hawks, and Raptors will all be within five games of each other. And probably end of the year. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like once a team gets to the spot, like say like when the Bucks clinch first, they're gonna stay there and run with it. Like once the Raptors get to once the Raptors get to like three four because I don't know if they're going to be a two again just because Miami is a friggin' gong show of a friggin' I don't like talent of talent like because you have like Harrow you got Jimmy Butler um, like Bam Adebayo yeah I don't exactly. like Miami I don't like Miami really are you saying that out of spite though no I I, I knew Miami was going to be. The, the box last year. I mean, it was we lost well, to like, them in the. They, they have really good. Cole did predict that series, but like, and I also just, like they like like you look at their team and like, you know, they just had Iguodala, uh, Dragic can still shoot, Butler's Butler, Edeby, you know, 
Adebayo is great. Harrow is an up and rising star, and I, he's 20 years old. I hate my life because he's my gonna age. It'd be a sophomore slump for Tyler Hero. I, I did not realize that we were, we were actually born around the same time. Like we should uh, actually be like birthday buddies. I'll say this about Tyler Hero. I think all that talk and all that Jack Harlow and uh, Dayton. Uh, who's he dating? Who's my Zach? I don't know her name. Oh, yeah. oh she's Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is dating Selena Gomez also. So, I mean, like yeah. he's winning. But, but no, I just like all this is going to catch up to Tyler Hero. And I, I don't think he's going to be that good next year. I'm just I, I wouldn't be shocked he continues to be solid, but there's a part of me that's a little worried about Miami. Why didn't we call the 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 final, uh, the X-Bowl? Because it was literally two guys fighting over a girl. Yeah, I know. The female bowl. Like, that's, that's pretty funny. But, like, like, the guy the guy they lost was Jay Crowder. And, they like, I, I don't see anybody they made up for with that move. Yeah, that's very true. Like he, there's he still a lot thirty of minutes a game for him last year. So. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, very strange. Um, but yeah, there really isn't a whole lot more in the NBA to discuss. Nothing too fancy. Everyone basically is off the board. Um, <laughs> baseball. Can, can we talk about the possibility yeah. now of? Um, <laughs> Of Bronny Jr. and LeBron playing on the same team because you know That's, it's gonna happen in a couple. You know of years. it's it's a, it's official now because friggin' LeBron just signed a two year deal extension from his current deal. Like he wants it to happen. He's gonna a retire a Laker, b go to Hollywood and have a very successful movie career, and c he's gonna play with his son. No, I think Cleveland's I think, gonna I think draft LeBron him number one. Is a trade then, to whoever drafts Bronny. <laughs> Yeah, Quickly he's gonna draft them number one, and then he's and gonna, then and then they're just like oh, the NBA's the NBA's so fixed. Imagine like a forty-year-old LeBron, like yo, can y'all trade me? And then every single team that ha- like the Lakers are just gonna look at him and be like, all right, sure, we won our championship. Bye. Everyone's like, everyone's like, uh, I saw this joke going around on Twitter where um, everyone's like, OKC smart as hell. They're trading for all these first round picks so they get Bronny and LeBron. <laughs> yeah, like it is. They're gonna, that they're dude. They're gonna rebuild. I, I think my favorite tweets about Oklahoma City are they're like doing like the 2022 and 2023 uh, draft boards, and it's just like the Thunder, the Pistons, and uh, who's the other team that gets all the draft picks? Uh, I, I want to say the Pelicans. Yeah, because they yeah because they traded Drew. Holland. Yeah, and they got yeah, AD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they traded yeah. AD. So um, it's just those. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty Actually, much it on the back. Um, oh, anyway. I saw, Uh-oh. I saw this Twitter thread today, and I was laughing my brains out. It was it was so funny. Let me uh let me pull it up, and I'll send you guys some of the tweets from it. Basically, somebody tweeted out. What was your what's your favorite NBA possession? And Wait, what? Everyone, and possession? Yeah, like your favorite like NBA or the funniest NBA possession. And there's so many good ones. Let me let me pull let me pull I'm it so up. I'm so nervous. Was that was that the one there was like a, a video of Kendrick Perkins like screening nothing? <laughs> I think so. Uh, where is it? Why can't I find it right now? I literally just. This is literally going to be like, I have to find it on. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. So the first one here is uh, I'm going to send it in the chat. So you guys see the first one here. It's a it's Hardaway Jr. But like the referee fell on the play 
and like he kind of slid and then he's calling safe instead of like defending the corner three. <laughs> oh god yeah you guys will see it uh, um, I want to look at it so, they, these are so funny okay wait I want to look at the, the tweet no I've seen this oh yeah this was on my wall oh yeah this is the oh the raptor one <laughs> Oh, like, that one so was many good. good ones. There's one where uh, there's a bunch of them involving um, J.R. Smith, of course, just because he's a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, there's oh. one here. Um, Wait, which was it? It was J.R. Smith dabbing up someone on the other team on the bench instead of defending, and it led to the other team getting a basket. Obviously, J.R. Smith oh. in the finals. A few. A he few did that years with ago. Jason Terry. Yeah, yeah. The final. But look at what I just sent you. Oh, is it the 2K curse? Tyler Hero got as high of a rating as Drew Holiday, Karis LeVert, Jaron Jackson, and Daniil Gallinari. And he got one rating lower than Che Gilgis, CJ McCollum, and Fred VanVleet. He's higher than Jonathan Isaac, Victor Oladipo, and Kevin Love. I'm telling you, he is not as good as what people think he is. That's what that's what I hear a lot of people saying. He's saying you like, you know what he, I love about that picture is that he has the the Elvis lip going on. I don't know if you guys know what that well, yeah. uh, he, like, yeah. flexes the lip. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, sure, 13.5 points a game, and he shot 39% on five three-pointers a game. Sure, that's not it's not bad. I don't know if it's as good as Drew Holiday. Cole but, out here talking about inflation and basketball. It's uh, yuck, dude. I don't like Tyler Hero. He's on my shit list for 2020, uh, 2021 NBA season. I don't think he's gonna be very good. Uh, speaking of not very good, um, let's talk about the MLB uh, free agency frenzy, which is non-existent. Because when when do the winter meetings start? Next week. Okay, so that's when supposedly everything is supposed to pick up. Yeah, I believe it's um, next week. Why do they wait until the meeting? Like, I don't understand. But there was some big, 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 big names. I think that were that were cut the other day. Um, some of the biggest ones. Uh, well, I think the biggest one, in my opinion, is Eddie Rosario. I yeah. I am very surprised by that one, just because, like me and my me and my cousin would go back and forth about how much we love this guy. And like he's very much everything that a team needs: a solid defender, a left-handed bat, got a lot of power. Like somebody's got to jump on this guy, and he's not even thirty yet. So like, jump on him now, like for Christ's sake. Um, now, okay, I have a question about the Cubs because the Cubs cut Schwarber and Almora. Is Bryant gone? And if he is, where does he go? The New York Mets. I kind of want that to be honest. I think because um, that's going to be such an underrating under, or not, that's going to be I, such an underachieving move for the Mets. I think Chris Bryant gonna, sucks. I, I think I, I think if the if you want to go oblivious or obvious, he's going to the Dodgers or can we go to the Dodgers for oblivious reasons? But if you I wanted to go, think he's going to go to the NL East. 
He's either going to go to the Mets or he's going to go Braves to or the Nationals because they don't have maybe, rent. The, maybe the Pirates. I think I think no, the Pirates. Pi- Pirates no, he, he won't Pirates go in division. He, he won't go in division. He might go Nationals, actually. I mean, like the thing is, is like the, the Nats have the pieces to get it done. Like I know like probably Keith Carter Keeboom would be involved. Um, I don't know who else he would put in that deal because like they don't really have a lot of like prospects per se. Like, they, like, okay, they have Juan Soto. That's it. Um, like, you know, Keyboom has it developed. I don't know. And, like, you don't move your core players like Turner uh, or who's another core player that they have. It's not Juan Soto. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. But like, you don't move a guy like that. But I think in that trade, you'd have to. So, like, I don't know if the Nats would really be in on that. But, like, Braves, absolutely. Also, like Howie Kendrick? Do you, you mean, like, one like Howie Kendrick? No, Kendrick's, Kendrick's way too old. Okay. Uh, I think, like, what I'm thinking is, like, a, when I'm thinking, like, corner piece, I'm thinking, like, you know, guy with control for, for multiple years. And, like, looking at the Nats roster right now, like, you know, I mean, Luis Garcia was good for them. Uh, but in, you know, he's a prospect, so maybe you look at moving him. Uh, Victor Robles, maybe, because um, you know the Cubs may need an, uh, another player in the outfield, especially now with Schwarber gone. And they where might... do you think Schwarber's gonna go? Dude, he's he's destined for the AL. He is a perfect AL like team. And you look at like all the ballparks. Perfect DH. Dude, on, honest to God. Honest to God, in town. if the Red Sox were smart, I would go and get Schwarber because oh, if he goes, if he goes and play, I think he like hits very well in Fenway anyway. When the Cubs ever go there, I can see him automatically being a ten times better JD Martinez. Well, but, I think and it. also they want an outfielder too, right? So like you can move like Benintendi in center, have Schwarber in left, and Verdugo in right, and do that. But like I, I I don't know what they do. Like I'm I'm so curious to see where like which team makes the stupidest move. I think the Tigers might get Schwarber. That would work to be honest. But then again, like they don't Comer- have any lefties. Comerica Park, like it's not a good ballpark for him. Uh, like a player like that. Yeah. Yankees. Yeah, I that's think what the I was about thing to say. Is that- yeah, here's the thing. I feel like it would work out because we could use another D8. The problem is is that he also has a strikeout issue that we've seen many times with him, so I feel like he might fit into the role perfectly, but at the same time, we, we want to see him have his home run uh, years instead of his strikeout years, and that's going to be really difficult to balance it out with what's, um, another D8. What's funny is, is that he's only had one career like season of hitting over too far, like around 250. So like he's gonna need to go somewhere that like the ball's gonna be very good. And like I mean, comparing Yankee Stadium to to Fenway, I think Fenway's better. And also, alert. yeah, and also like Boston needs another bat, but and because I think what it all is gonna come down to is like Boston is gonna want some more power bats that don't really that you know are I not. And also, like, alert. He goes to the Chicago White Sox and replaces Edwin Carnacion as the DH. Oh yeah, I forgot Eddie's uh Eddie's a free agent. Uh there was another team that made uh, a surprising cut that I'm thinking of the top. Oh, uh the Braves with Adam Duvall. That one was really surprising. But I guess cuz they figured um 
I guess because they figured that he's not going to duplicate that season that, okay, we can cut him now. Because, like, he's 32, like, he was making way too much money. They regretted it immediately. So I guess they're thinking, like, okay, let's have another team go out and and get this guy so we don't have to worry about, like, keeping him on the on the payroll. There were two moves yesterday that I thought were really interesting. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Uh, but it was uh, Corey Niebel going to the Dodgers from the Brewers. I don't know if any of you guys saw that, but I saw that. Uh, and then another move that really got me interesting, uh, interested was uh, Jose Iglesias going to the Angels. So he's their new starting shortstop. Low-key like that move. I don't know about you guys. I've done the Jose Iglesias deal. He's just okay. I honestly think he's like he's kind of like you need a cheap guy because you already are paying three guys in your infield. And yes, I'm counting Pujols as the third guy. But like I would really pay, like if they could get like a legitimate guy to play first and like, hey, Travis Shaw's available if you want him. Um, but like you have a really solid like his gloves. OK. And you have like Rendon. Rendon, Iglesias, Fletcher, and then like a Travis Shaw, you could do a lot worse. I don't know. Uh, uh, dude, I don't like Iglesias that much. I watched I thought he was a putt in the the Tigers dugout. He he argued with McCann all the time. I think he's a cancer in the locker room. I thought I know he was okay, uh the Orioles, and he actually had a pretty good year, but I just out of his head, head a little bit there, so we'll see. I, I don't know. The Angels I don't, don't care about character issues. What do you mean? The Angels don't care. <sighs> I just uh, don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's one of those deals where it's like I don't know what you do in that sense, and like it's fine, but like I don't really know uh, what to to think about that. Do we have any uh, free agent predictions now that there's not really much else to I much heard, else going on? Well, I mean, Kansas City got two decent players. Uh, like, they got Miner back, which is going to be funny just because, like, he – I think he was, like – he was the best that he was when he was with the Royals. Uh, then he got tra- – no, he was with the Braves – one of his better seasons with the Royals, then leaves immediately the year after to go to the Rangers. And then after he does that, he's like, no, I'm going to go back to Kansas City. Like, I want to go on like a three-year vacation of like being okay. But like, I I don't know. That that one was, and also Michael Taylor, you could do worse in the outfield, assuming that you put uh, Whit Merrifield in center field still. And just the... the, uh, I just came across this article that's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys want it to. It's nothing like last week. Is it the Will Chamberlain article? No. No. Is it how this many MLB is, uh, players have slept with people? Because I guarantee you, Aubrey Huff is not on that list. No. Oh yeah, Aubrey Huff. Uh, big verge. Aubrey Huff, your father. Anyways. Um. So this is a. Uh, it's on MLB.com and it's Westbrook for a Wall. Here are seven MLB versions of that trade. I don't know if what? you guys want to go through that. Link that, Seven. link that, link that. I yeah, want to see yeah. it. I want to see it. Link. I want to see it. I want to see it. We're going to go into it real time. Real time. Real time. Real time. All right. There you go. It's in the chat. Joey taking so six it's years. It's okay. in the Twitter chat. Okay. 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 Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Brantley be the Yankees plan B. No. Well, okay. As a bat, yes. But 
Michael Brantley? No, that would be. I mean, I think it's more of a plan B if we don't sign DJ LeMahieu, because we know we can't do both. I mean, like the thing, I think you could though, because like Brantley, he's like what thirty-five ish. Oh, he's only thirty. Okay, he's only thirty-three. Like you could, you could make with that player still, and he's been a consistent three hundred hitter for most of his career, like a two eighty plus guy. And like he's had three hundred yeah. seasons, so like I would things do that. Don't, yeah, things we don't know his contract. If the contract he's offering is going to be a lot more than DJ, which we know that's not going to happen, then we we have to set our focus sides on DJ for now because we cannot let him get away. He's and coming. He's coming off of a two year deal where he made about sixteen million per with Houston. So like I mean. If you want to give him a little bit more, like, I don't know how much money you would need to spend on that. Uh, but let's keep going on this article. because I'm uh, All right, let's see. I'm on the Westbrook for Wall article. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Westbrook for Wall. Uh, LeMahieu might make. Oh, the Battle of New York. Of who's going to get LeMahieu after Robinson Cano completely. Is Robinson Cano the John Jones of sports? I'm just He just keeps taking PEDs. Well, Cano was cool. I wouldn't say uh, John, John Jones. Jones was cool. Okay, so no. is, John, is John Jones the A-Rod then, except A-Rod only got caught once? Yes. A-Rod only got caught once. But... Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why. Yeah, true. Uh, mm-hmm. Bauer praising the Mets. Ooh, ooh, if if Steve Cohen splurges, dude, I'm going to have fun. Bauer's been like uh, trolling every fan base that he's gonna. I, like, I, I love it. Yeah, the Mets are gonna be I, so good next. Yeah, dude, if they I have saw, a rotation yeah. of Bauer, Syndergaard, Degrom, Mats, and Lugo, oh, gross, man. But anyway, go ahead, Luke. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut it. I okay. Um, I think I said there was a report this morning, and it was from last night. It's a fake report because Jeff Passan said it wasn't a real, it wasn't a real um, report. I gotta find it. Just give me a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah the, sure. Was it the the? It was like the. It was in Spanish or whatever, right? Yeah. It was basically like they said like you were closing in on Koi Kluber, which I. Don't even if that even if it did happen even if it did happen I don't think it would have worked I mean Koyku was a good pitcher don't get me wrong but I I don't I don't, I don't know if he could fit into our boss I don't know how good he is still injuries yeah he had some in, brutal injury luck over the last uh, the last couple of seasons um, I'm also reading on this list Yadier Molina to the Yankees that would be really weird. Oh. I would, yeah, rather no, have Yadi- I would rather have Yadier. I'd rather have Yadier Molina. I'd no, rather you, have Yadier Molina. No. I just, yeah, I know, but the thing is that Gary Gary has to work on so much, so much. Yeah, so why not get behind one of the best catchers of our time? He's old. He's old. He's That's still good. He can teach him. He's still good though. He can like, teach him. Just a okay, one-year deal. He only. He, okay, he only hit two. He only played two. 
uh, hit 262 this year, but like you look at his last couple of years, 270, 261, 273, 307, 270, 282, 319. Granted, that was back in 2013, which is brutal. And the guy's won two World Series. He knows how to win. And, dude, he makes pitching staff so good. And plus, even if you sign him on a two-year deal and he decides, you know what, guys, I'm going to retire in year two, you could eat that contract and be like, okay, we're going to go out and sign somebody else. I mean, the thing is, it could be similar to Eric Kratz, where it's like the guy's old, but he knows. He's better than Eric Kratz. Dude, Yadier Molina, I guarantee, if if it wasn't for the the stupidity with COVID during the season, based on what you showed me, Cole, like, I would have put this guy, like, first ballot Hall of Famer when he goes in. Like, I would argue that he's been arguably the best catcher of, like, the last two decades. Aside from, like, Buster Posey, who's been phenomenal. But, like, Yadier Can I just say I'm really not a fan of Yadier Molina? Oh, no, he's a... He's a piece of shit. He's terrible for the I, Okay, okay, okay. Game. He can I, play I, baseball. He can play baseball, but, like, he's such a shit turd. Love like, the player, him. hate the person. Okay, so you could say he could be a cancer in the locker room. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh. No, he's, no just, he's just an ass. Like, all the shit about, like, with the Cubs and, oh, dude, he's... He's just a very don't you dare like be happy if you hit a home run against one of his pitchers, or else you're gonna hear it when you yeah. get back to home plate. Because God forbid you oh. have fun playing a kids game. Um, he's just like anti yeah. anti fun, and it's just so well. That's annoying. what the Yankees are too, man. You can't. Yeah, have the Yankees too are so yeah. anti fun. Yeah. So hey, might be a match made in heaven. Probably. I mean, it could work. It could work if we can offer him the right money. I think I think he's going to be a very, very underrated free agent, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, it, it goes without saying that, like, he's kind of, like, on, on term, he, I'd say he's probably the best, the second best catcher available in the market. Would you trade, I don't Uh-oh. know how to word this. No, go ahead, ask the question. Wait, is this, is this about Francisco Lindor? No. I okay, because would... I, I have a theory about that. But go ahead. Juan Cespedes, Jake Arrieta, John Lester. All these guys are. I won't. I'll do same position. Lester, Arrieta, Tanaka. Do you take a flyer on any of those guys? Actually, no. Tanaka is much better than them. We'll throw Hamill. Be the, the thing is that uh, you're getting ooh. with Tanaka. You're getting a lot. Um, you're getting an, an inning eater. Yeah, problem, no. Yeah, the problem is, is that if you go to a postseason, he struggles in the postseason. Oh, so you're oh getting, I know. I, so you're getting a good pitcher who's great in the regular season, but crafts himself in the postseason. Oh, I was just looking at age though too, because he's yeah. To like, Lester's thirty-seven, Arietta's thirty-five, and Hamels is thirty-seven. Do you take a flyer on any of those guys? I would only take a flyer on John Lester, and that's it. Just because he's been at least healthy for the most half of the last couple seasons, and he's made over thirty starts except for this one, and obviously he's been cooked during this season. But like, he basically like he's an innings eater. He's gone above two hundred innings. Granted, not within the last couple years since 2016 but like he could be a great veteran presence and also i think personally like hamels and uh lester get a get a bit of a pass for me just because like right-handed pitching is like so common like i don't think like plus i mean arietta was i mean when arietta was right he was like dominant but i just don't think he's been right I think, to be completely honest, the only reason why Arietta was good was the Cubs pitching staff, which is top-notch. That's the only reason why he was good. Like, Philly's pitching staff, I would argue, is hot garbage. 
And I no, would think their pitching staff is better than what you I, think. Well, like, I'm not trying to say it's hot. Like, well, Wheeler and Wheeler and Nola, like, like that's what the Cubs had. The Cubs had a dominant one, too, with Arietta, but they didn't. I just think Arietta, that elbow, man, he's been pitching with, a, like, bone spurs or something like that. I, you can't do that. Yeah, that's been pretty, uh, pretty brutal. Um, speaking of, like, free agents that I'm, like, you know, kind of, kind of eyeing. Um, you know, there is a rumor, and Joe, you know where I'm going with this, that yeah. George Springer wants to come north of the border. If George Springer becomes north of the border, y'all better watch out. And I think, to be completely honest, out of all of the Astro players, I hated George Springer the least because, like, Springer is like he's quiet. Yeah, he was a part of that scandal, but like, I think he was more remorseful than the other four well, is goat heads, like a, like a frat boy and just like outspoken and shit. Oh god, like, I want to, I want to punch him in the face. Altu- Altuve's the the shy kid in class who uh, who low key's kind of a little shit at home. Oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's 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 a sneaky one. And then you have like Correa, who's just like the the go to jock who like will make one good play. And he's just like, you see, you see, yeah. I told you guys. Yeah, Springer is like, definitely oh. the most tolerable. And like the thing is with Springer, like, yeah, he's going to make money, but you're getting a complete player of can hit for power, gets on base, solid defense. And like, yeah, he's 31, but like, I can see a two, three, maybe four year deal coming here, especially with the way that the core is right now. I, I guys think is the best, I, like, bad. I just, well, I don't know about Springer to, to, to go on your point because he's going to demand, and I feel like you can get, you can piece together, like, Moneyball. I watched Moneyball this week, so my mind's on Moneyball, but you can. Such a great movie. What he brings to you what he brings for you with a platoon like Jackie Bradley jr. And I'm trying to think of like, a, am looking at right-handed bats right now. Um, Jackie Bradley jr. Is a guy that I think could bring you a lot of value at a cheaper price and allow you to go for a guy like Bauer or. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about, but I, Lindor. I don't, know, I don't, I personally don't think, okay. Lindor's not happening. Like as much I as I want, so as much as I want it to happen, like I'd it's rather get be, like a true third baseman to fill that spot rather than move yeah, someone and, over. And also who's like, never really played there. And another thing with, with Lindor is like if a tr- a team trades for him, it's going to be Mookie Betts where you have to lock him up like before the season uh, starts. And he, I don't think it would be like Kawhi here of like, you know, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying. And then all of a sudden he just goes to the Clippers. Instead of uh, Kawhi and Dine, would we have, uh, I don't know, what would you? Lindor and score. Lindor yeah. to door. Lindor yeah. to door. No, Lindor and score any partners with Tinder. Yeah. Ooh, now we're thinking. <laughs> that would be pretty good. One. Now we're thinking. Well, I'm, I'm looking. The market demand for Springer is about $25 million. Okay. Uh, I think also a lot of Junior's players at, are going to be. Jackie Bradley Jr. is at hey, cuts. 11. Like, I. You get Jackie Bradley Jr. at 11, and the market demand for. See, see the thing is, is that I think a trade. A trade is brewing for this team. Like there were, I, there was reports that they were in on Gene Segura, which if you put him at third, I won't hate that. Uh, yeah, there's Segura. There's oh my god. There's you can make like 
you can make like a World Series contender with all the free agents that the Blue Jays or just all the players in general that the Jays have been linked to this offseason. Except I'm kind of more confident now because like it was always the joke in like 2018, 2019 that like, oh, the team is in on this guy and they're in on this guy. And then they just go out and like come sign somebody after getting after getting Ryu. It was like uh, it's like, okay, this team wants to spend money now. Yeah. Remember uh, when when Harper was a free agent and there was like some report saying like, oh, the, the Blue Jays check tabs on Harper and I was like oh and, shit and what? just like they, how they check tabs on Cole yeah like that's, that's how about, well here's the news you were talking about a left left handed bat for uh, Boston we were talking about this guy earlier Eddie Rosario and Boston have been linked together quite a that bit that would be really gross I think to be honest Rosario and Boston dude if they do that like their outfield just becomes like okay yeah they lose an elite glove in JBJ, who had a really good offensive season, by the way. But, like, you now add a guy, a left-handed bat in Fenway Park. I don't know, just something about it. It's just really enjoyable, just hitting the ball over the, the green monsters. Like, I, you, if you could see that with, with Ben Benintendi bouncing back, Devers having a good offensive season, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And also Hold another... Up. another Trevor um, Story is on the trade market? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Where did you read that? What? The? MLBTradeRumors.com? Oh, 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 oh the Rock- God. If the Rockies blow it up, oh, my God. The, the moves that can happen. Oh, my There's God. There's a strong case to be made that the Rockies are out to auction off the rights to star shortstop Trevor Story. <sighs> what are they doing? I, what, are they doing? what about Trevor Story to the Los Angeles Angels? <laughs> Dude, if they do that and they don't win a World Series in year one, I will honestly never forgive that team. Because, dude, that infield. And then you have Trout. Like, dude, how do you not win? Like, that's unreal. Um, And also, like, just to go back to that, wouldn't you trade Arenado first? Because he makes more money and he would demand more. And wouldn't you try and build around the younger shortstop and story? Well, no, because story, you get years of control. One, I think you get more in back because you have years in control. And two, and I you could. And also, like, story can play third, too, right? I, I don't think he'd move him. Um, Hold on. Let me. What's his career numbers? I'm curious. He. Dude, he career is 277. Oh, my God. And the fact that we were making fun of the Rockies for trading away too low. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we have this Trevor Story kid. Like. He yeah, actually, this, actually I've got a question um, for that. Speaking of the Rockies, if they traded away too low, but I mean, if they, if they traded away too low and now they're getting rid of Trevor Story, would you also say that they letting DJ LeMahieu go was a mistake? No, I think it's one of those things where they spent money on the three corner pieces of Blackman, uh, Story, and Arenado that they were kind of like we can't keep LeMahieu, and also they got Daniel Murphy technically to play second for a while. So and like, Ryan McMahon's not a slouch. Yeah, so like I think like with LeMahieu, like again, like the with the way that uh, course field is, like like you could have like Car- Carlos Gonzalez had a phenomenal time at uh, at course field, and then after he left course field, he was low key kind of well, shit. I, I- well, I figured out why Trevor Story is in the trade market. Does he, is he upset in Colorado? Because he probably is. Oh, no. What's Brendan, the reason? Brendan Rogers, middle infielder. Uh, 
I heard that they might move him though, like because I heard because like they have McMahon, like here's the thing with the Rockies, like they're so they they're so good at developing hitters, they just can't develop pitching because of where they play. I think I could take over the Rockies and make them a playoff team. I do it all of the time and MLB the show. But seriously though, like you recruit guys that are sinker ballers that keep ground balls, high ground ball rates. A name like that a name that the Rockies team. a name that the Rockies should go after. You thought talked about like sinker like ground ball pitchers. I have a perfect name for them after the next season. Marcus Stroman. Yeah. I Stroman I, I, would be a perfect He's a ground ball guy. Ground ball guy, you know, has some really solid sinker. Uh, he's kind of a sink ball pitcher. Like I, I, I would do it. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Like, what's the name? John Gray is their ace, right? It's like John Gray, German Marquez, Kyle Freeland had a bounce back. Freeland's pretty good. I will say Freeland's pretty good, but like, I, I don't know. Also, they need a bullpen because, like, sweet Jesus, their bullpen was bad. Oh, like, you're telling best... me Wade Davis isn't going to do it? <laughs> Dude, that name used to be so good. What, do you guys remember when, like, the best closers in the game were, like, Greg Holland and Wade Davis? I would argue the, those two were the best closers for, like, a couple a couple years. Especially, the like— Royals were a, The Royals were a bullpen machine. Dude, they had so many good names. Like, friggin'— what was it, Davis? They had like a. It was their bullpen, right? Yeah, their yeah. bullpen was lights out, especially in the 14 15. Like their bullpen was phenomenal. And even their rotation was really good because they had like what? Volquez when he was still good. Uh, your your Donald your Darnold Ventura was really underrated. Sucked okay. that he died. Like that was. that's That loss really sucked. They had Java Chamberlain pitching on that team. And they had Josh Tomlin, I think, too, at one point. I just want to make sure before I either toss. Luke, mute. (laughs) I think he just did. Uh, Yeah. Um, But anyway, going back to that. um, What was my what was my I don't even know what my point was. We were talking about bullpen guys. But yeah, like. Okay, let me look at let me look at. Uh, I want to go to fourteen fifty because I want to see what their bullpen was like. I've got it up right now. Oh, it's okay, now okay. Kansas so, City Royals. This is for twenty fifteen, right? This is the year they won the World Series. Okay. Catching with Salvador Perez when he was a dude. He had twenty one bombs that year. Okay, I'm, I just pulled up there. Hosmer Infante, Alcides Escobar was really good too. Dude, when Kelvin Herrera was one of the best setup men in baseball. Ooh, yeah, that's a name. Oh my God, Joey Franklin Morales. Remember that name? Oh God, <laughs> that was a fun name. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was another one? Scott Alexander. That was another former Jay. Jason uh, Vargas. Yeah, Jason Vargas. Hey, he was pretty good. Uh, Luke Holchaver. Oh yeah, that was the guy that threw, and he was like, "No, I'm thinking of Brandon Finnegan. Never mind." There was another bullpen that I okay. I I want to look at Cleveland's bullpen because Cleveland's bullpen in 2016. Addison your Donald Ventura, Jeremy Guthrie, who sucked ass that year. Danny Duffy, Chris Young, and Johnny Cueto was there. Dude, oh okay. Well, to be fair, like at the time, like uh, like Ventura was up and coming. Guthrie was horrible, but then they kind of Guthrie, you know, took yeah. they took him out of the uh, the starting role pretty quickly. Duffy was okay. Chris Young was very underrated, and it was kind of having that great year. 
Cueto had a bad year in that standard, and they because he only threw eighty one innings, which was crazy. How they won with uh, with that, sure. but like, dude, Wade Davis was just like like I would argue Wade da- like Wade Davis and Greg Holland, those two together were just. Mark Melanson was a guy that was pretty good for a while too. Oh yeah, Mark yeah. Melanson, friggin' I'm the Pirates. I think he's gonna. Okay, wait. There was another. Okay, there was another team I remember that was really gross with their bullpen. I think it was the Indians in uh, in sixteen. Seventeen when they went to the World Series. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at their I, bullpen. Nobody had, developed. I'm just gonna say it. Nobody developed pitching better than the Cleveland Indians. You're absolutely right on that. Because like, dude, nobody. Listen to this bullpen, okay? Cody Allen was their closer. Dan Otero had an ERA under two. Brian Shaw, Zach McAllister, that's a name I forgot. Jeff Manship. I do not remember that name at all. Andrew Miller was there. Danny Salazar. Talk about a guy who I would not mind taking a pass on right now. And you want to know something that was really weird about that 16 uh, Cleveland team? Their number three guy was Josh Tomlin. He was good. He was was good. Well, like, strikes, man. Um, he was a strike thrower. So I think, yeah, I think the 2017 Yankees also had a great pitching court. If they didn't run into Houston that year, it could have really. Now, now really- I'm now I'm curious. Hold on, hold on. Let's go to 2017. Okay, so 2017. Let's see what do they had. Uh, okay, so they. Okay, Severino was good. Tanaka was eh. Montgomery was okay. Sabathia was still a stud, I would say. Uh, Michael Pineda was gross in the bad oh, way. Yeah. He was the only person. Sonny Gray was gross when you traded for him because he did yeah. pan out. Uh, Chad Green, back yeah. when he was really, really good. Uh, Warren. Shreve was one that I would kind of wanted for a while, but then I was like, nah. Thanks for getting us Luke Voigt, though. I mean, wait, we gave you Luke Voigt? What the frick? No, the yeah. Cardinals did. Yeah. Oh. You traded Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah, we also got to your show, I think the following year, was it, I can't remember, but. There was, I'm trying to think, like, there was another really, really good, like, lights out pitching core that, like, in the last. Detroit few, Tigers. I'm trying to think. Detroit Tigers 2013. Okay, let's go to the Tigers. Okay, oh, yeah, because we all remember who that rotation was. Oh, boy. Let's see. Let's see how many. Let's count- all right, boys. Let's count the rings. Justin Verlander uh, won. Max Scherzer won. Doug Fister. Did, I don't think has a ring. Anibal Sanchez won. Rick so Porcello good. won. Doug, Doug Fister. Also, so like, also, like, dude, the memes you can make with that. I'm sorry. Like, dude. So you know, like you know, like okay, you know when you have like a nickname weekend. Why was his? If you have him on your team, don't even give him a name. Just give him an emoji of a fist. Dude, oh my god, that bullpen was so bad. I'm just imagining actually Joaquin Benoit, Benoit as your closer. I, the grand slam. Actually, I think I saw a couple. Al- Albuquerque. <laughs> Dude, we had a, we had Jeremy Bonderman throwing serious innings that year. Phil Coke. Come on. Phil Coke. Come on. I love it. I love it. I, I found two rotations that he was a Yankee power. at one point too. Go figure. Yeah. Uh the twenty twelve Yankees, despite losing to the Tigers, but I I must fact check everybody now. I am now on the okay, so let's see. Well we did have the Wookiee Kuroda, which 
sort of. The fact that you had Andrew Jones and Ichiro that year was just completely stupid and unfair. I don't want to talk about Andrew Jones' last 10 years. I just want to talk about the first 10. He was one of the best center fielders in MLB history, and you cannot convince me otherwise. And then, then he wasn't, ruined I don't it. think Andrew Jones was that great that year, though. Andrew oh, Jones dude, no. After he left the Braves, he sucked ass. Yeah. He was shit. Oh, what? Oh, okay, okay. I see. For a second, I thought you were saying the whole pitching core, Luke, and then you said the bullpen. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, I looked at the pitching core, yeah. and I was just like, oh, the well, stars. I, I found an article, the top 10 MLB rotations of all time. Oh, okay. Wait, you got to link it. Gotta, okay, no, 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 no. Cole has to say it, and then we have to react to it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to link wait, it. Wait, wait. But... Okay. How many, like, scan through it quickly. How many are in, like, the 60s? Uh,. Or like before our time, like in like friggin' four, but I know the names on the teams. Okay. All right. So start with number 10. Number 10 is the 2019 Los Angeles Dodgers with Hinjin Ryu, who was 11 and 2 with a 1.53 RA. Walker Bueller, who was 10 and 2 with a 3.2 ERA. Clayton Kershaw, who was 11 and 2 with a 2.7 ERA. And then Rich Hill was 4 and 1, and Kent Maeda was 7 and 8. And yeah, then, you, that, that, that hands down should have won the World Series, but they And jumped. then Ginger, Ginger Guard, Dustin May, was up there as well. I think they had another name, too, that was really... Oh, uh, Tony... Uh, was Tony, yes. was uh, Tony... Uh, to, what's his name? Uh, Tony... Uh, Gonsolin or whatever. Yeah, Gonsolin, was he there? No, it was Arias. Oh, okay. All right, so that's number 10. Fair enough. So we got the most recent one, I think, out of the way. Number nine is the 2010 Giants. Yes. Matt Kane, Tim Lincecum, yeah. Jonathan Sanchez, and that's a name I forgot about, Madison Bumgarner, and Barry Zito. And that was rookie Madison Bumgarner, I'm pretty yep. sure. Seven and six with a 3.0 ERA. Gross, man. Just absolute. I, if I had to pick a player, and this year doesn't count, to have on my starting rotation in Game 7 of the World Series, I probably would go with Madison Bumgarner. Walker Bueller every day of the week. I would go with Madison Bumgarner. Like, no, I could get pet. No, Madison Bumgarner. Like I, the 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 fact that that man could literally go a complete game in Game Seven and probably win is just phenomenal. And the fact that he's only thirty. Like I know his best years might be behind him, but like, dude, if he like bounces back and has like a good another two three years, like put him in the not first ballot, but like he's on the ballot, like in a few years down the line. But anyway, number eight, number eight was the the nineteen seventy two Oakland Athletics. I think we all remember them with uh, Catfish Hunter leading the. Oh yeah, yes, Catfish. <laughs> they had five guys that sported a sub three ERA. Just to give you an idea, Blue Moon Odom. Like, what a name. Ken Holtzum, oh. Vita Blue, yeah. and Dave Hamilton. Yeah. Vita Blue was really good in, back yeah. in the day. 2011, Philadelphia Phillies. I figured they'd make the list. When you have Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, and Roy Oswald, and Vance Ward, guy with the three best record on your team. <laughs> that, the fact that like, you could have had... I think there was... Joey, wasn't there a rumor that Cliff Lee was being considered before he retired to come here? Dude, Cliff Lee was... I think so. Or did he actually... Hold on. What, yeah, I remember he had, like, one season where he was just, like, awful and just completely fell off. 
Before. It was uh, 07. He had an ERA north of six. And then he just came back the next year and won the Cy Young. No, 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 no. There was another season after that. Because I remember he, it after being he won too, the Cy Young. Not too long ago, like early two, 2010s. It was either he was being really bad or like he just couldn't get a win no matter how well he pitched. I think that was uh, 2010 when he was with the Rangers. Maybe. Because he had an ERA close to four, and he only had four wins that year. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that was probably it. But, yeah, that's that's number uh, number six is the 1971 Baltimore Orioles. They had four, 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 game, four players that had 20 wins. Jeez. Respectable. Yeah, is, it, is it sad to say the only person I know in the roster is Jim Palmer? Yeah, that's no. the only guy that I recognize. And then number five, the 1954 Cleveland Indians, because they had Bob Keller. Yeah. Bob number, Bob Lemon, yeah. Number four, the 1988 New York Mets with Dwight Gooden, Ron Darling, David Cohn. David Cohn was 20-3 and three with 2.2 ERA. That's pretty good. Bob yeah. and Fernandez. Um, oh, no. 2019, yep. is number three. I sort of, I don't that, get it. Well, this had to be before the this well, had to be mean, before the scandal. I mean, this like the thing the thing is, is that like I would okay the pitchers, the pitchers. Okay, I'm not going to defend them, boy. The you pitchers, have Wade Miley throwing eleven and four with a two point nine nine ERA. You're doing something right. Yeah, like they're pitching, and like you also had like three, like first ballot Hall of Famers when they all retire in Verlander, Granke, and. Uh, yes, Aaron Sanchez. Cole. We know Aaron Sanchez is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, I was talking about <laughs> Dad Cole. I know they Dude. did. Oh, God. Aaron Sanchez. I thought, I thought <laughs> you guys were talking about Joe Biagini, first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> Joe Biagini. There was a moment where I was like, this guy's going to be legit in this league. I'm s- I I would so resign not- him. I would resign him tomorrow, dude. Oh, I he's, love a free, him. he's a free agent, so like, I don't know why the team shouldn't. I have a... I have a friend who used to work security at the Rogers Center where the where the Blue Jays play. And one of his assignments that he got a bunch of times was he was a security guard in the Blue Jays bullpen. And he was saying how Biagini would literally just go up to him and just start like tickling him or just like like literally just start tickling him in the stomach. Like he's such a goofball. And we all there's other that. times where like he just walked by and just like and just like cup check him. <laughs> Cup checking is the worst. Yeah. Everybody needs that in the locker room. He's such a yeah. Like, oh my god. The, wor- I, the worst is I, when I bring I had it that back to the Blue Jays the... in a heartbeat. The worst is when a cup check happens when you're walking down a main street. Yes. Yep. Number two is the 1966 Los Angeles Dodgers with Sandy Koufax. Okay, fair enough. Number one is the 1998 Atlanta Braves. Oh yeah, that was when they had uh, uh Sandy. Uh, Oh, good matters. Tom Glavish, Tom Glavin, John, John Smoltz. Kevin Millwood's a name that he was really good for a long time, and I don't think he's going to be in a hall. He's not a Hall of Fame player, but he's definitely a Hall of very good player. Yeah, for sure. I definitely. I don't know who else is in the Hall. Of very good. I made that up. There's also some really good honorable mentions here. Uh, the 2013 Detroit Tigers, like you said. Uh, Cool. There's that's the month. 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh that's yeah, actually, that team was very underrated. Uh, 1945 Detroit Tigers. Sure. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, 2019 New York Mets. 
Yeah. I mean, okay, fair. I, I just thought it was funny. Oh, 03 Oakland Athletics. Sure. Yeah, that's the one part that kind of gets overlooked in Moneyball that their rotation was uh, legit. Yeah. You can you can you can uh, sacrifice some offense when you have uh, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and Ted Lilly, Rich Hard, and Mark Mulder all in their primes. You can overlook some offense. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things where you know if you can build a, a friggin' uh, if you can build a rotation, I don't see how you shouldn't be able to win a World Series. But then again. Again, after the th- uh, what's funny is that th- that list was what ten. So actually, two of those, two of those yeah. names on the top ten could have went to the World Series. One did and choked, and the other one choked in the the NLDS. So I mean, like, I have a different list with some different um, teams. So yeah, O two uh, Athletics nine is the eight. 80- 89 Oakland Athletics with Dave Stewart, Mike Moore, Rob Welch. Yeah. There's a ton of names in here, especially. Even the 20 2001 Mariners on. Yeah. The, the biggest failure in pro sports is that team. That 2001 team. Well, you can't. You can't. Uh... Rod was a cock until he got on the Yankees, and he was still a cock on the Yankees. But what's he totally talking about? Oh, A Rod wasn't on that team. Never mind. No, he wasn't. No, he was, David- he was with the Rangers. I yeah, Dude, the 2001 Mariners. That lineup wasn't as. Can as- we can we just say that A Rod should have stayed? If A Rod stayed on the Rangers and never went to the Yankees, he would still be the biggest piece of shit in the game. Like, no, can you could you imagine if A Rod? Because no, because they wouldn't have been winning as much, and he wouldn't. Oh have yeah, been that that's cocky. very true. He would not have been as cocky. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He would have been cocky. I just, I just don't think he'd ever go to. Did Rufnet Odor go to the A Rod class of no, being a no, douche? No. I think so. I think Toronto hates him. No. I just think that that whole entire franchise is just a giant turd. Who? The Rangers. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. dude. The, the biggest, uh, the biggest one being uh, Odor. They're they're a bunch of babies. Stupid unwritten rule bullshit that happened this past year. Because like, sure, there's a global pandemic going on, but let's talk about unwritten rules. You can't do that. That's cheat. That's cheating. Like, I just wanted to say, shut the hell up, okay? Just shut the hell up. Like, listen, you know, we we understand that you're bad, but you don't need to make excuses. There's a term in video games called "mad cause bad." That, um, that this is the sport equivalent of that. <laughs> I have played a lot of MOBAs and for and team-based games to vouch for that term. So. so so something interesting just came up on the, on the Twitterverse here for me. Uh-oh. Who's being traded now? No, it's just a hypothetical deal, but Luka Doncic had a media day today. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Was it with Mark Cuban himself? No, no, no. Somebody and it's just not a, legit. Uh, if no, I, if no, there's a, no, there's a video. Uh, there's a video of him talking with the people. Oh, oh. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a media day with, like, the press. 
and somebody asked him, which because uh, he's close with Boban, the huge guy on the Mavericks, and they asked him if would you be willing to trade Boban for Jokic? He jokingly asked. And Lucas said, "I can't trade anyone. It's not my job. But if Jokic wants to come over, he should come over. He knows he wants to." Exactly. He knows nice. he wants to, dude. If they. <laughs> Now, there's a joke to be made here, and I'm not going to say it, but the Mavs have always had a had white stars. If they had a, a big three of Luka, Kristaps, and Jokic, I don't think anyone would beat them, ever. Yeah, I would I would definitely... Uh... You, you, think, you think that that team can even beat the Lakers? Yo, dude, they'd kill the Lakers. I think they'd, they'd handle the Lakers. Even if it's just them three and just, like, trash. I got Josh Richardson and James Jackson. Yeah. It's David and Goliath. Can't, dude, no. All three of them can shoot. Jokic is huge. He showed that he can be a problem against the Lakers. That's a problem, man. That'd be a fun series. I don't think it, Luke, uh, Jokic will ever leave the Nuggets. Cause, but the fact that Luka said he knows he wants to and the amount of talking that's in the NBA... I'd kill for that trio. I know that, like, a lot of those players are close. Like, I want to say, like, all, the like all of the guys. Eastern European yeah. players. Like, I know in the bubble, they were, like, meet, like having lunch together and stuff. Like, Yeah. I, I <laughs> Man, that'd be awesome. It'd that's just, interesting, actually. Dallas becomes Euro, like a European basketball team. Who would be mm-hmm. on Alinari? <laughs> Okay. Did he come from from uh, the Euro League though, Gallinari first? Ah, uh, I know he came. Yes, maybe. Yeah, and like he's born in, in Italy. He's Italian, but yeah, that's his claim to fame. That it right there. It's like if you say that if you say that to anybody in Wood, but he's he's good. No, he he was drafted out of Italy. I guarantee okay. you, even if if Andrea Bargnani was on the Raptors when they won a championship, dude, Joey. Would Woodbridge burn down? I think uh, it would. Oh, man. There, there would have been a parade just for him in Woodbridge. <laughs> <laughs> they had a parade when they drafted him. You want to give context to Woodbridge, to Cole, and Luke? Or probably yeah, so Woodbridge, Wood, you know how like certain areas like in New York and whatnot, how they have Little Italy and whatnot? This is like a more grand version of that because a lot of Italian immigrants go to a town in Vaughan, Ontario, called Woodbridge, where basically all of the old school... How should I put this? Stereotypical Italian. Stereotypicals that don't want to work and will complain about their work, but they'll still work because they have nothing else. Um, but yeah, that's basically about it. Speaking of complaining for people that don't work. Um, yeah, so there's only going to be one uh, major sport league going on uh, in 2021, guys, until baseball starts up again. Because the NFL is completely huffing their own farts and then putting them in bags and sniffing them again. Because apparently getting 60 plus cases a day across 30 teams is Rob Manfred saying good job. But I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get on that in a minute because I, I want to get more into these into the articles. I don't know if any of you guys have another article. I'm like, I'd, I'm, I'm say, I'd say we end the show on every show from now on on a Sportster article. Okay, right. so so before we, before we get to those Sportster articles, I got ranting to do. Sponsor us, Sportster. Anyways, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 
We already about, have roster guy, Joey. You can't cheat on him like that. Oh, about, yes, are, roster are guy's great. COVID, Matt, because What's up? I don't understand why the Broncos can play, have to play a wide receiver on Sunday, but we can play. Can I just say that, like, like, okay, MLB, granted, handled their COVID response like shit, and they always handled it like shit. But at least a majority of the teams got the message of, okay, we need to go. And there were some teams that had little to no cases once the the season started. I think, like, the Jays had no cases. Uh, I didn't hear anything out of, like, L.A., except for the World Series. Um, like, San Diego was pretty good, I think, for the most part. I could be wrong. But, like, there were teams that handled it. Name me an NFL team that has handled it well. The Detroit uh, Lions, the Detroit Lions, and I'm like, I'm not saying that. Like all biases aside, like Stafford, Stafford's yeah. wife is immunocompromised. She had brain surgery, so like if you look at their locker room, they have like isolated plexiglass cubicles at each of their lockers that get disinfected each day. Yeah, like looking at the like the whole league as a whole, like the Titans were brutalized. The Ravens are brutalized. The Steelers were yeah. brutalized. New England had a bad run in with it. The Raiders, uh, the Broncos, like Cole just said. Um, like we don't have that. Giants don't have that bad of a run of it. They uh, only got. I think only got Graham Gano in some place. Did it, didn't it hit the Cowboys too? I believe it. Did. Beginning of the season. Beginning of the season, it got peak. Right, but like, like here's the thing. Like, you guys, like, okay, I know you want to do stuff. I know you want to like, um, you know, go out and live your normal life. But like, there, there's a time and a place, and like, you should just. And I know it's easier to said than done to be like, just follow the guidelines, and you won't catch it. But like, like have some steep punishments. Like, I know that the, what was it, the the Saints were punished by, like, what was it? what was the fine? Like, 5K? And yeah. then they lost, I think, a draft pick? Like, do that. Like, be like, listen, if you guys don't want to, like, enforce the shit, otherwise we're going to, like, take away draft picks or we're going to fine you thousands of dollars. Or, and this is one that personally is my favorite, suspend the players more than they would have to be in quarantine for two weeks. Suspend them for like four games. Two for quarantine and two for just friggin' not abiding by it. Here's a unique Un- unless unless they get it via a spread of another teammate. If it's second hand spread. Here's a unique idea, Matt. Uh oh. Kendall Hilton was uh see a wide receiver that had to play quarterback. Yes, that that was the man who played for the Broncos. When you catch COVID, and if you're the one that causes the spread, you should have to play a different position than what you're listed as for a quarter. That's okay. Wait, wait. Okay, let's expand on that. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You you miss you miss four you miss four games. Two because of quarantine. Two because you sit, and also you have to probably continue testing because we don't know how. Long you can have it. Well, you can be no, they, like, they a lot of the guys missed like one or two in the NFL. Right, but like give them an extra two for being a dickhead. No, don't even suspend them. Just make like, oh Zeke, you you got caught. You were going out to a party. Sick. You're 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 lining up against Devonte Adams next week for a quarter, just for a punishment. 
cool. Like you look at the schedule. So the NFL has to pick what position they play, so it can't just yeah. be like long snapper or something. Or like yeah, like if if you're a skill position, you have to flip over and defend a skill position, and if you're a lineman, you flip like. Oh, no, I was hoping to see like a lineman being forced into playing quarterback, or like. Uh, <laughs> they were gonna have a coach play quarterback. <laughs> No, no, here's, here's what I want to see. I want to see somebody like Rodrigo Blankenship on the on the Colts just Colts. be forced to, to take a to play guard or something. Yeah, snap at tackle. You're lining yeah. Donald for a... <laughs> just get steamrolled. Oh, my yeah. God, that's that's just mean at that point. For sure. I have a, yeah, I have an opinion. Um, do you think the Giants go with Cole McCoy on Sunday? I know they don't have a choice, but did they go after... I think I asked this last week. No, I don't think I asked this. Um, do you think the Giants go after someone else that is not Colt McCoy just for against Seattle? No, I, I, you got to ride with your backup, dude. It, it's good. You're gonna take your lumps. It's it's unfortunate, but I just I don't know. I feel like we could work if we work with that Seattle defense, seeing how they did fine against the Eagles. But I I, I don't know. I I feel like so, we could figure out. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say let's put let's place a bet of who's going to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read both the the Washington and Giants schedule or the WFT. I'm betting on the Cowboys. I'm betting, the, on, the, I'm betting okay, on the Cowboys. Okay, so Cole doesn't like fun. So this is going to be only between us three. What do you mean you're betting on the Cowboys? What do you see in the Cowboys? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, okay. So uh, let's go uh, through this. Week schedule, Joey. <laughs> or, order in this court. Okay, here's Bengals, how. Okay, so. Riders, Eagles, Giants. That's, That's what I they still won't. They still won't do. Okay. Anyway, so, so here's the here's Washington's next uh, five games to end the season. They got the Steelers on Monday. They got the 49ers the following Sunday. Then they have the Seahawks. Then they have the Panthers. Then they have the Eagles. Okay. Now let's go to the Giants. The Giants obviously start by playing the Seahawks. Yeah. You said. Then after they play the Seahawks, they go on and play the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Dude, Giants can get in. Honest to God, if they, if they honestly, like, just get better at defending, because they play decent defense and they've won three solid games by not allowing more than twenty points. Like, the thing is that the thing is I've that seen we have Colt to McCoy play, and it's uh, <laughs> pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, I see four losses. Yeah, almost literally through a pick in that in that. And I think but it's like okay, but but the thing is, is that like. Like Washington has by far the harder schedule because we also have the top five defense, though. I mean, okay, so if if we fast forward to Monday and they beat the Steelers because they are broken down because you know COVID. Well, here's here's the thing. I'm not counting out. I tweeted this last night or yesterday at some point. I don't remember. I'm not counting. I'm not. Don't be surprised if Washington comes in and wins that game. Think about it. Washington's going to play that game on 10 days of rest versus the Steelers four. And the Steelers had, didn't have the easiest time against both like half a Ravens team. They, they just aren't good, man. Like, we, we talked about how weak their schedule is. 
they're just riding a high, man. And then once they get to the Actually, coast, you know, you yeah. they're going to drop. I'll take back what I, I'm going to say what I said earlier. I don't mind if we lose to Seattle, even if we don't feel good with Cup McCoy. I'm glad DJ will probably be back by next week against the Cardinals. I'm, I'm going to say this. You guys are both going to lose your next two games, and it's going to be even more of a stalemate going into In, 14. It, it, with Washington's schedule, I see three three very winnable games there. I, I see, see. I see. No, I see. Winning against the Browns because we know how bad. No, um, no, 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 no. The Browns so are bad, so good. Um, no, but how? But here's the thing. Um, Baker Mayfield's been pretty bad the past couple. They, games. they run for like 200 yards a game, dude. Okay, well, I see. I, no, think, I see swinging against the Cowboys this time. They got a really good defense too. The Browns. I yeah. think, okay. like, looking at it realistically, like Washington can beat Pittsburgh. I think easily just because you guys again, are like, not looking at the Cowboys. No, the Cowboys you don't guys, do anything. They don't have the a quarterback. Four winnable games. I, and Cole and Andy Dalton at quarterback. Cole, they think, gave up forty-one say, points to Washington. Our offense is not yeah, good. Sucks. They've scored over thirty points, literally, or over thirty. Well, they've scored. Okay, they they had that. Wicked comeback where they scored 40 against the Hawks. That was lo- that was an LOL game. That was it. They then allowed 38, 49, 34, 38, 25, 23, 24. And now 30. they're playing some of the worst offenses in the league the next five weeks. Washington is one of the worst offenses and was one of the worst offenses. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, let's, 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 let's hold on. Let's, let's, hold let's on. Let me say my cowboy. Okay, okay. Let me say my cowboy. You got Bengals, Niners, Eagles, Giants. I bet they win three of those games. But how much? Okay, wait. If they make the playoffs, though, how bad is that going to be for returning to normalcy? Because you just know that once we get to a Super Bowl, the Cowboys fans would pack it and any like general fans would pack it. And then they would just be like, oh, okay, this is fine. You know, we can just and then if they by some miracle chance win, which is going to never happen ever. I'm also rooting for just complete chaos because if they make the playoffs with Dak Pre- without Dak Prescott, I think Jerry. Are, are, are we gonna go like Notre Dame a couple uh, weeks ago, or like last month when they when they won and then? Uh, oh yeah, this also, I also um, we have a lot of good points about college football. We can get into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the only thing that's really I, going on. No, here's the thing. A lot of people are doubting Ohio State getting it because they've only played four games. There's rules. I understand that. But I find I I hate Kevin Warren now because he's... No, I get it, but there's rules, man, and and it's unfortunate, but it's the world we live in. No, because people are going to still... If we get in, so people are going to be so pissed. People are going to be pissed. Regardless, yeah, because they're, they're like they saw Cincinnati. Cincinnati's good. BYU's good. Like they see all these teams, and all of a sudden you're putting in a, a, a team because of viewership, a viewership or something like that. Or they were only they were still undefeated. That's the whole gist of it. Luke, I hate to break it to you, but until eight, until they go to an eight or sixteen, like team playoff, people are going to be pissed regardless. Yeah, I just, just I don't know if if we can if Ohio State can work out the secondary issues. I I still I'm not going to put I'm not. I'm not going to say anything before about whether they beat Michigan State or not. And then what also drives me, do you think they cancel um, Michigan Ohio State uh, next week? Yes. You really think they're going to do that? Just yes. for, what, for COVID reasons? Or do you think Michigan is that afraid? No. Of... No. no. Okay. The COVID. Dude. Okay. 
running rampant in Ohio State, and you said Ryan Day got it. I'm telling you right now, no Big Ten team will represent uh, in that. I think the only team that would do such things. I think Ohio State's the only team that would because they're the the rest of that division. The the rest of the division sucks. Pretty much that. But Indiana Indiana could still make it in. I know, but they won't because they lost. And rules are rules, dude. The only team that's going to make it out of the Big Ten is Ohio State. And if they don't play any more games or they lose these games that they're supposed to be suspended, they won't make it. That's all. If they get suspended one more time, they don't go at all. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's the NCAA is an absolute shit show. Actually, yeah. Do you think Jim Harbaugh goes to the uh, Lions now? Now, now that um, no, I want Keller more. That's a hot take, but I'm just happy Patricia's gone right now. That yeah, is very, very true. We can talk about that for you quick. What do you think of the whole firing of, of uh, Matt Patricia? And what was it? You, oh yeah, Jacksonville's GM got fired too. I just, I don't know, man. Patricia needed to go, and everybody it's the cuts. Yeah, it's the yearly cuts. Yep. Everybody gets fired in the NFL. It's the that that hiring and firing cycle. I hope Patricia just goes. I suck. think Coach I think you should kind of expand on that and say everybody gets fired in, in pro sports, and especially like yeah. like especially it's I think like baseball, the, baseball the doesn't see many firings. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I think what what's the average like shelf life for a manager? Like I know in hockey it's like five years at most. For MLB, I'd say probably around five years. Two years, two years. No, two, three. Years. No, five, five. NFL probably right. NFL is probably the shortest with like one to two. Yeah, like NFL's got a really short leash. And then NBA is probably little... right next, like two to three. Yeah, I'd say so. Some two some you get the yeah. four. Um, or unless you're college playing. football is probably up there too. I'm shocked. Yeah, Arbel's had long as yeah. as long as the lease as he had. True, it's very true. Do um, you want to get to the um article that sports article that you put in? Uh, we could. Uh, I mean, like there really isn't that much. I mean, like hockey's not coming back. I, I I'll so say dumb. that. It's I'll so say dumb. that. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll touch on it briefly. And like, I know probably Luke and Joey want to get in on this, but like. If you negotiate a CBA, everything should be negotiated in the form of the worst case scenario happening, which is right now. In the form of you can't have training camps because majority of cities and teams are still getting infected by COVID. See the Columbus Blue Jackets who are all non-believers in this. And Joey knows what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. we are all on hockey Twitter. Um, and like Vegas was another one that was really bad. And like it's still really – like I don't personally see – if the game comes back, it does not come back until at least the beginning to mid middle of February. And it's got to be less games because – I know I'm you want to. I'm just so over it. Like it's not even about like too. COVID being a thing. I'm just over the NHL and their and the and their and, stupidity. And really like f- it's like, how many lockouts is going to be now under Gary Bettman? Well, uh, okay, two? yeah, two, three, Poten- no? well, potentially no. going on a third no, right now. Two thousand. Oh yeah, three, dude. Oh four. Okay, two, two and 15. a half. Two and a half. Yeah, three yeah, in the know. last in the last fifteen-ish years, which is terrible. Yeah. Wait, what was the third one? 2405. Uh, no, 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 I'm saying this is this is going to be. Oh, the third this is one. the third one. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't call this a lockout. I call this a holdout. 
because Same it's, thing. it's just it's incompetent. Still, they're still not going to have a season. It's it's whatever, and it's it's. I'm just so over the NHL, like being like this, like to the point where I just don't even care or have an opinion anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just one- like so frustrating, and it's just so expected. And what's really funny is that like. You know, I know Cole's probably going to agree, uh, not slight, polite, politely disagree. The NBA, I feel like, is the only North American sport league right now that has their shit together. Baseball's screwed. Football is even more of a shit show. Hockey, I thought, was going in the right direction with the fact that they got the CBA negotiations and the players being no, allowed but now to it's go the play. It's, it's oh, the for sure. Absolutely. Adam, Silver, Adam Silver has been leaps and bounds the best owner manager of a league. Yeah. yeah. Let me go ahead and, and beat this drum. You know why he's the best? Well, as he, he gives power to the players, which I know a lot of people have problems with. No, no, no. Cole, Cole. Cole, he talks to the players. He listens to the players. He takes players' concerns into account. He realizes that there's so many things going on that are impacting the game outside of play and inside of play. Football does not give a rat's ass about their players as based on their concussion states or uh, viewpoints and what their beliefs are in that. Baseball just is two children like fighting over the game controller until the console comes out of the friggin' uh, like shelf that it's on and smashes into a million pieces. And then you have hockey that's just like the like the best friend fight in grade four where it's like, we're not going to be friends anymore. And then like halfway through the year, you guys are just like, I'm sorry. And it's like, I'm sorry too. And you just become friends again. Like it's, it's so Mickey mouse. And it just goes to show you that like pro sports is just a, made up of a bunch of children. Like it, it, it needs to be said, like if hockey doesn't play, I will suck. Yes. Do I care? Not really. I've, I've said this before. I think hockey has, in terms of just the sport itself, take like how the league is run and everything out of it. Hockey as a sport itself, I think, has the most potential of any other sport in North America. It just has like the absolute worst team of people running its biggest professional sports league. I think, to be completely honest with you, the CBA one runs, what, another four years? Yeah. This has to be Bettman's last CBA. Like he's done after this these four years, hundred percent. I thought they agreed on something before the return to play from this year, right? They okay. Wait, hold on. Actually, I'm glad, they, you, I'm glad you brought that up because I have I have a a link bookmark that I want to save. So it's this is the expected new agreement, okay? And I know we have the article, Cole, but I just wanted to. No, you're good. Some, no, I, I totally some. understand. So okay, so. Um, okay, so they had the return to play plan, blah, 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 whatever. This is our, obviously their opt-out, blah, 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 playoff share, blah, blah, blah. Term of the new CBA is six years, ensuring a labor peace through at least 2025 and 20, to 2026. And it and will be extended one year if the escrow debt from the 1920 season owes the owners exceeding over $125 million at the end of the year. I don't know that number off the top of my head. So basically, but, it's going to be up to the Leafs, lo- Rangers, the Leafs, Rangers, Canadians, uh, who are the other top getters. The big six, basically, yeah. to, yeah, to fork be, over the money. Yeah. And also, like, oh, like the salary cap's flat. 
that's whatever uh olympic participation that one was really big um but the escrow cap is where it gets really interesting now for those who don't know what the escrow cap is uh don't be frightened because i don't know i did not know what it was either all i Uh, know is that but basically it's the the difference or kind of the the middle point of the salary cap and the salary floor from what i'm understanding um yeah the 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 average average of the money the average of the money that's withheld Mm -hmm. from from players so in year one which is next year it's 20 percent that the players cannot receive which is pretty big but you also have to think that they lost out a lot of money and they're still losing money because well, from, they're they're stupid. From what I from what I know is that the the players already agreed that they were going to not forfeit but delay the payments for twenty percent or something of their Yeah, that's that which is the payments. Escrow, which is the yeah. escrow cap. Yeah. And, and then, basically what the escrow cap is. And now all of a sudden is, the owners are like, no, we want them to forfeit more of their money in order before the season starts. And and all the players are like well, the players association is like, um, are you kidding me? We already agreed on this and we're not going any lower than that. Fuck you guys. It's basically like you know how baseball had the impasse with how they were already going to be taking like a fifty percent decrease in sal- in salary or yeah. i think it's about 40 and then they wanted to take extra which i think they ended up going with anyway because uh manford just implemented the season like no matter what but like it's it's getting to the point where it's like oh, at least baseball can afford to do that because they are a billion dollar league the nhl is still a million dollar league no, no there's six away. teams that make them a billion dollar league and then after that it's a shish, shish show yeah and like and what really comes and what's really funny is the the post-career health care uh, subsidy pay do you know what the players could receive at highest from their retirement for health care what, what is it it's between thirty five hundred and five thousand dollars what the fuck for health care yep and keep in mind, a lot of these players are living in very uh, wealthy cities like New York and Washington and Las Vegas that, you know, it's pretty pretty pricey there. So, like, okay, here's a quick five grand for your troubles. Like, it's just – it's getting to the point where this league is just literally I, – I, I don't want them to play. Like, I would be okay if I had the AHL to watch for the whole entire season. I'm dead serious. That might not even happen either, though. Well, they at least are going to start in February, which is logistically possible mm-hmm. because at that point you could start, you know, seeing some things run comfortably. You know, they'll still have restrictions in place, but it'll be more of, okay, there's some more safety here. There's some more, you know, feel good atmosphere about that. Um, but like, yeah, like what we were saying, like that might not happen. The World Juniors, I don't even know if those will happen because it was supposed to happen in Alberta, and dear God, Alberta's out of control. Mm-hmm. So like, and then Europe, like, I honestly think if, if for the sport itself, I don't think we're gonna see hockey for at least a year. I honestly think they should just get a contingency plan together. Get some people to invest money in the league, and just say screw it. We're we're taking a pass this year. Go the CFL route of see you guys later, and just try when things are better. 
mm-hmm. which is I, I I know it was longer than it needed to, but like, God, this team is just so incompetently. Like, I could do a better job, and I haven't even finished college yet. Um, but let's let's wrap up with Cole's article here before it gets too long. Uh, so, in in uh, in the style of last week, we don't unfortunately we don't have a Matt Bird article. Um, unfortunately, this week is by uh, Mark Miller. Name. And Double it is M. the 15 MLB players that I've hooked up with the most women. <laughs> Ooh. Did you seriously Google that after I said it earlier? Yes, it was. Oh my God. Okay. And, and bef- before we get into <laughs> before we get into the fifth top 15, his intro for this article has absolutely nothing to do with it. And I, I think it's one of the I, I have to applaud whoever wrote this. I'll start it. This past May 10th, Miami Marlins breast fan, in quotes, Karina Ivanuk, flashed her bodacious twins behind home plate in a failed attempt to distract visiting St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Brett Cecil while he was facing Marlins hitter Christian Yelich. <laughs> However, Cecil wasn't distracted in the least and struck out the capable Yelich as part of the 7-5 victory over the Marlins. The blue-eyed beauty in her the artificial attributes became an instant viral sensation, though Miss Avenue was inside addition that she won't shimmy her twins the next time she attended a Marlins game. Oh, Jesus. The well, irony of this controversy was that no major league player in history, including Brett Cecil, has ever needed to see a free flash from a female in the stands because there are bevies of babes awaiting to do so, much more for players in virtually every big league town. And then he then he gets into talking about like what he's going to talk about. Okay. All right. I'm I'm so curious. I I hope at least one name is on the list. Number fifteen, the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> now he was obviously like a stud when he came up, but. All right. The youngest and only still active player on our list. He's not active anymore. This was written in 2017, by the way. He's not retired, though. He technically is still active. Technically. Yes. New York Mets right-hander Harvey gains entry based on his highly publicized nightlife and how it's spilled into his game days. I have heard that. Oh, boy. On May 6th, controversy erupted like the only way it can in New York. Harvey didn't show at City Field for the Mets' 11-3 triumph over the Marlins. Even though the Dice claims he had a migraine, it was actually a hangover. And surprise, surprise, supermodel and sports groupie Adriana Lima was in the middle of the mess. Harvey went on his Friday night May 5th bender when he heard Lima had sashayed back to New York. New England Patriots receiver Julian Edelman as the pair were spotted being flirty together at a Rihanna after party. <laughs> okay. Um, the Brazilian beauty Lima allegedly runs social media assault and Harvey's wounds when she stopped following him, which is the what, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't say anything about the number, but it just talks about his nightlife. So Matt Harvey, 15. 14. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. That's believable. Uh, talks about how he, he was stealing Babe Ruth's woman. What? Okay. <laughs> All I mean, right. Babe Ruth was a notorious piece of shit. Claire Merritt Hodgson, who wasn't the hottest chick in history, but she must have had something if she bagged the womanizing babe and Ty Cobb. Okay. Oh, come on. 
13, Josh Hamilton. Should be much higher. This is an outrage. <laughs> this is very much an outrage. Jesus. <laughs> There's a shrine in, 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 in Texas. Of course it's in Texas. In a stall where Josh Hamilton allegedly had sex. A bathroom stall. I mean, Classy. Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. An unidentified witness provided a blow-by-blow account of Hamilton's antics, which included blow bathroom sex with a very average-looking woman, in quotes. Jesus. <laughs> the acquainted pair wow. started off slapping each other's butts and making out and ventured to the man's bathroom where loud sexually-oriented noise was an emanating. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, I love this play-by-play. <laughs> this is absolutely phenomenal. Number 12, Paul LaDuca. Wow. Oh my. Mets. Who would have mm-hmm. thought? The New York Mets. Um, I mean, like, we've already got two technically Mets on the team. He cheated on, he cheated on his wife, Sonia, who was a former Playboy model with a teenager. Oh, oh God. She was, so... ni- she was 19. He was... 32. Oh, come on. This is already getting uh, a little too yeah. uh, comfortable, Cole. Yes. Yeah. Jason Gian, not, not he's not our he's not our dearly beloved Mr. Bird. I'm sorry. Jason Giambi should be probably yeah. top three, and this is an hour. Jason Giambi no, is man. number 11. What about I his get brother? It. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking Jeremy. of Jeremy. You're right. Yeah. No, 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 I get it. Because looking at how, when, he, when he was pretty young and joined the Yankees, he was probably this, this picture, a lot of women. Uh, this picture of Giambi is absolutely ridiculous. Does he have the mustache? No. Uh, I, I, I highly suggest like, going to the like link. Four or five. Depending he on looks the young, and he looks absolutely gone off of his mind. Wow. Joe Pepitone. I don't know who this is. Uh, let's see. He like played for the Cubs and Yankees. Like a guy in the forties or fifties. Yeah, he was on. He was on. And it's a fabulous. Fair enough. He was with Pam Anderson. What? Yes, sir. Who was? Who was? Who wasn't? Joe Peptone. Peptone. Number nine. Bo Balinski. Never heard of him. He was yeah, a he was on the Playboy Dodgers. pitcher. Yeah, he was called the Playboy pitcher. <laughs> Number oh. was Jose Canseco. Yeah, that's Didn't no surprise. Didn't expect him to be on there for that. Oh, look at his age here. He played when he played for the um. Oh age. my God! Can I say something? No, kidding. Did you guys see Logan Paul's tweet? Evander at- Kane. Did you guys oh, see yeah. Logan Paul's tweet at Canseco? Right. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. I saw it. Yep. I would love for nothing else than somebody to just beat Logan Paul's ass. And I don't think Evander Kane. Evander Kane. Evander Kane. I would love Evander Kane to do it. Okay, wait, 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 guys, guys, guys. Okay. Unrelated note. What if, what if the NHL season is canceled, but a bunch of enforcers go out and fight the Paul brothers? I will not hate okay. that. I will pay. I want, I want, okay, tag team match, even though they hate each other and had a Twitter war. Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane versus the Paul brothers. No, I no. He called out Conor McGregor, and the other one wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. I would 
smelled nothing else and just like step up and they're like, oh, I think I can box and you're going to go. Dude, dude Con- Connor, would be, Connor would be a national sensation if he beat Jake Paul or Logan yeah. Paul. I think, okay. Well, Jake Jake's worse than Logan. I yeah, think. oh, 100%. Okay. But anyway, let's keep going with the list. Eight is Jose Cotego. Number seven, we yeah. talked about it last week. None yep. other than Derek Jeter. Yeah. Yeah, Jeter's had a lot of That's women. no surprise. Not surprising, yeah. Number six was Chipper Jones. I did not know that. Wow. I would not expect I mean, him. I guess he wasn't a chip off the block. Whoa. Uh, 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 Whoa. No, he uh, he married a Kentucky cheerleader, Taylor Higgins. Oh, my. Damn, girl. That's awesome for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Number five, Alex Rodriguez. Real good luck for the Yanks here. That's no surprise. Dude, oh my God. What? Four of the five are all Yankees. Number five is A-Rod. No, no, number two wasn't a Yankee. I know. Number four is Reggie Jackson. Yeah, it's no surprise. Number three was Mickey Mantle. Again, number two was Pete Rose. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a surprise either. And then number one was Babe Ruth. Obviously. Yep. Yeah, Babe obviously. Ruth had to be number one. No, did any of them sleep with 20,000 different girls? I, no. I, they don't have numbers on this one. Oh, okay, this list is... No, we need bird back. Yeah, I didn't discriminate when it came to sex with the fair, sex from down up, down and up prostitutes on on the on top of the world's starlets. What? If you take a look at the second paragraph on the final one, it says that... Um, Ruth didn't discriminate when it came to sex with the fairest sex from down and out prostitutes to on top of the world starlets. Oh my. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a Matt Bird one. I, I'm not seeing... Nothing's as good as the, the original, man. I think that one's going to be forever etched in history. Like, yeah. no, nothing can top that, I personally think. And you have to, and you got to realize this list was probably because a lot of players on the Yankees were probably hot to a lot of women. I mean, eh, and their and they were, were in pretty, New York, I think. Well, yeah, happened. and New York has a market of women. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be sexist to any. I'm not gonna try yeah. to be sexist. Right? No, no, I get it. I, I yeah. mean, they were, they were the. Ah, oh, man, I can't, I can't. I'm looking through the bird articles, and he writes a lot of wrestling stuff, man. So we got we got to we got to go ahead and research that. Then that'll be the the homework assignment for us is going to be look up an article that is the most outlandish thing ever. It can be anything. It can be literally the stupidest thing, and we have to go through it in real time. That's going to be a new thing because why not there's nothing else to do everything is either going horribly wrong or not even happening at all so why not have some fun with it so that's that's pretty much no dude i'm not seeing any uh matt bird articles we'll uh we'll make it our goal after after, uh after this one comes to a close um but yeah oh wait hold on can i can i read the sentence from mickey mantle um, what is this is actually pretty funny. Okay, um, Mickey was so comfortable with his my mis- misogyny when asked by the reporter, "What do you hunt for?" Mantle crudely replied, "Pussy." Oh my god! <laughs> Mickey Mantle starring in the newest Cardi B music video. Yeah, yeah. is he dead? He's probably dead. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think. I think he yeah, he is. Yeah, he unfortunately he he, he died. That's sad. Like, 
I like the Mickey Mantles. You did? Do you got any W's or L's? Because I think I'm Nate Robinson. Yes. Oh, yeah. He'll just be the collective L. Yeah. Yeah, let's just make it. Let's just make it a collective L, just like, for why, for our sake. What was he doing? Like, why? He's so small, and yet he couldn't beat up Jake Paul to save his life. No, well, yeah, that's why he couldn't beat up. <laughs> the best was uh, the Steph Curry tweets ending his life. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, w Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm very content with my rap playlist. Also, also fat L to everybody who's mad about it. Yeah, I don't understand that. Also, an, like, L- like an L to Apple Music because I've seen people post their screenshots and it's just like, it's like they forgot to do the homework assignment, Apple Music, and just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, shit, we guys- gotta get something out. Yeah. I mean, they're like, all basically um, the same thing. Yeah. Matt Joey, this I- is a question to you. Did you guys um go after your um reverse retro jerseys? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm I just don't kidding. Like... I didn't. Yeah, Joey. Joey has a whole rant about that. It's on our oh, Instagram page. I was. At, I'm actually lucky to say I actually got one. I. I the devils ones are. I, I like the devils ones. They're just a little too Christmassy. No, they're, but I got one. Yeah, I got one for the festival. I would. I, I would wear that yeah, every Christmas. I want to hear. It. I want to hear. It. I, I want to call out somebody that we were talking through a very interesting discussion the other day about movies. Uh-oh. Oh, Joey, no. why do you think the Star Wars stink? Joey, why do you think that why do you think that friggin' uh Harry Potter's horrible, you fool? They're, they're, Harry they're, Potter is bad. No, it's they're, not. They're, they're, they're both just so boring, man. They're just like No, okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait. Okay, this like, this is this is the argument I'm gonna end on. Harry Potter had like one or two not so good movies. Star Wars had a tr- had three two poor trilogies. Because the prequels were not good, in my opinion. Come on! The prequels were good. No, they weren't. Cole, stop the lying only, to yourself. The number, Re- Revenge number of three, the Sith. Revenge of the Sith the is third, the third. The third prequel is Re- Revenge of the Sith is the only good one. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry I think the first one was pretty good too. They're boring. I just don't know what what else. Like I watch, I to watch the Star Wars movies, and I legitimately fell asleep. I just was not entertained. Honestly, at I don't blame you. I don't. Star Wars. I'm not a big fan of the Star Wars movies either. Dude, Star Wars, like the first new trilogy. First one was good. Second two, dog shit. I I'm thought the, I thought the third one was okay. It was as, cool. as an action. The second one, the second one a, wasn't. Long. As an action movie, sure, but like as everything else, no way. Like, I would never. Matt, I'll give you Attack of the Clones was bad, but I'm not giving you The Phantom Menace was bad. Phantom okay, Menace. fine. I guess I'll, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's end it here because we're getting way past the two-hour mark. Um, as usual, follow the socials, Nosebleed Network, with no O on the TikToks and the Instagram, and not the Instagram, the Twitter. Instagram is at TFT Nosebleeds. We kind of forgot about it, but we might bring it back. I don't know. We're bored. I'm, we'll not, I'm not good at Instagram and, like... I barely even use my own personal account. Yes. So we'll we'll see. The TikTok is where we're making some noise. So go check yeah. it there. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. All right. Uh, let's end her here. Thank you all for tuning.